You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 274. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 274. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. And we're back. And we're back. Nine forty-five in the AM. Nine more five. Folks, real special guest here this morning. Dirty Dad, the garbage man. Z one hundred five's newest DJ is here. Hey, soccer teams, what's up? <laughs> Dirty Dan, the garbage man, is here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we're back on the the show, babe. We are. It's good to see you again. <laughs> How the hell have you been? I haven't seen you since our last podcast. Wow, it's wow. been a month. So if you are newer to the show or you didn't quite catch it, we decided to take October off. I've been tending to some health issues that I will definitely share with you guys in the future, but it required that I took a little bit of time for myself and relinquished a little bit of control around all of the things that I offer that were complimentary. So I kind of scaled down on anything that was kind of a free offering, including the podcast, so that I could really show up and be present for my clients and my students and in my marriage and a smart move. take care smart of my move. health, you yeah. know? So I'm hoping that you enjoyed the last couple of episodes. What we did, my uh, amazing podcast ninja, Darlene, who is listening probably right now. Hi, Darlene. Hey. <laughs> she was able to find a bunch of podcasts that were the most popular from our community. So if you haven't caught the last uh, four episodes that we put out throughout October, you might want to check them out just because they're some of the most potent and powerful episodes that people have gotten the most out of, specifically around boundaries and wealth and money accumulation, all of that stuff. But today, we're going to be talking about being selfish. And that word has a real negative connotation, obviously, in our society. But we're going to talk about why selfish is the new black, five specific reasons why. And if that word really just bristles you, no worries. It's just a semantics thing. We'll unpack that more in depth. I kind of like shellfish. Oh, you like shellfish? Yeah. I'm allergic. You're allergic to selfish or shellfish? Shellfish? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, clearly somebody <laughs> needs, both. needs the mic. So maybe we'll oh, just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll Give just, me attention. <laughs> we'll just pass it on over to you okay. for a lovely little segment we like to call... Would you rather... Yes, we do. And today's would you rather is... Would you rather have a golden voice... Oh. Or a gold, a silver tongue. Oh. Golden voice, silver tongue. Wait, I don't get it. You know the difference? No. Golden voice is having a good singing voice. Like a crooner. Yes, yes. Like a... It doesn't have to be a crooner. Like a it can be just be, Not necessarily. Golden voice just means you have a good voice. Okay. Or a silver tongue means that you have the gift of language. That one. 
Like you can talk people into doing things. I want that one. <laughs> you want the silver tongue? You'd rather, I've, uh, I've never heard that as as like you? a thing. Have you heard of a forked tongue? No. That's when you're kind of when slithery you... like a snake and you say things that are conniving. Oh, but a wow. silver tongue is more just like... A wordsmith. A wordsmith. Articulate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Persuasive. Uh, a regular Shakespeare, if you will. <laughs> I definitely pick that one. Okay. For sure. For sure. And you already have a great singing voice. I do? Yes. I don't know. Every year you on our say that, when but... we have our little meeting about what do we want more in our marriage and I'm always like more, <laughs> more singing. singing <laughs> I want more singing from you. <laughs> I don't know if I'm meeting up to that. You could but... you could stand to work on that. I can work on some singing. Okay. <laughs> okay, right. so golden golden voice, mm-hmm. silver tongue. That's right. How about a silver fox? Because I picked that. You got your silver fox already. I got already. my silver fox already. Uh, I'm going to go with a silver tongue just because I think it's just important to be able to articulate. I I find that incredibly powerful. And it's, it you know, I'm trying to always do dictionary word of the day and, and things like that. And I admire so much when people are wordsmiths and can really soundly put together their points and things like yes. that so i definitely command of the that. language that's yes. right mm-hmm. well we would love to hear what you would rather and we talk about it every single monday over in the after hours community which is my private facebook group just for you all you have to do is go to the joyjunkie.com slash club it will reroute you right over there to our group and it'll be a thousand plus new besties over there for you. I run a very tight ship, so it's not a bunch of people being spammy and talking about their LuLaRoe leggings and their fucking body wraps and shit like that. No promotion at all. So we get to stay really focused on what came up for you around the pod, any advice or help that you might need about things that have been going on throughout your week. Every Thursday, I jump on and do a live video training where I answer questions that have come up from the community, always additional freebies in there. So please come over and join the club. Okay. Mr. Smith's in there and he pops in and- mess around once in a while. Yeah. He he definitely regulates the would you rather because there is- is a loophole mm-hmm. situation that happens almost every, is, yeah. <laughs> every week. All right. Well, why don't we jump into five reasons why selfish is the new black? What do you say? Let's do it. So again, like I mentioned at at the start of the show, that really is a semantics thing. It is designed to be sort of an eye-catching, provocative headline. I don't necessarily expect that all of you guys out there are going to think, yeah, I'm totally bought into being a selfish individual. What I'm really talking about here is kind of taking back self, actually putting ourselves on the calendar, on our to-do list as a fucking priority. If I know anything about you listening, you are likely somebody who is a high achiever, a perfectionist, or a people pleaser, or any number of those combinations. Mm-hmm. If that's the case for you, it's likely that you are doing, 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 doing to achieve, or you're doing, 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 doing to take care of everybody else, and you wonder why you're not fulfilled or why you aren't happy. I can't tell you how many times people come to me saying, I I just want to be fucking happy. And when we look at their priorities and we look at where they're spending their time and energy, most of the time, it's not on things that 
actually contribute to your personal sense of joy and fulfillment. So number one, the reason why you need to honor self a little bit more. People who take care of themselves take better care of others. Mic drop. If any of you guys are parents, tell me how brilliant of a parent you are when you are sleep deprived, when you're hungry, when you feel like you haven't gotten laid in three months, (laughs) when you are stressed out because of work. Tell me you're an amazing parent. Tell me it's easy to be an amazing parent. Absolutely not. I know that is very much the case for you and I. If I'm really stressed out, if I'm depleted of sleep, I'm a far less enjoyable, powerful partner to you and vice versa. I mean, we just had this the other night when we did a date night after a really long, rigorous day for you. And it was like, I'm just so depleted. Unfortunately, we've got those communication skills. We got them. We got those. Where we where we didn't have to take it, make it personal or anything like that. But I want to drive home that fact that we think that self-sacrifice and pushing everybody else to the front of thy priority list is so noble, is so valiant. Mm-hmm. Look how giving and charitable I am. Or my kids mean the world to me. Or my spouse is everything. Or I identify so much with my job. And then we put everything into that. And there is a cost. So I want you to understand that everything that you say yes to, there will inevitably be something that you're saying no to. So all of those obligations, all those things you volunteer for, because who else is going to do it? Or nobody else at work knows how to do it properly. I just have to take it on. All of those things, when you say yes, you're saying no to something else. No to self-care, no to downtime, no to recharging. And we've talked a lot about how if your energetic system is in that fight or flight all the time, you're headed for burnout. You're headed for complete meltdown because our system's need to recharge. We demand rehabilitation time. That's right. So a lot of these things that I'm going to be sharing with you are almost kind of dispelling myths that we've bought into in our society. In fact, I saw a a meme the other day that I thought was so poignant because it was talking about how it takes a fierce act of courage to take time off or honor self-care in a society that kind of honors and glamorizes burnout and crazy chaos in your life and busyness, right? We think, oh, people who are busy, like that's some sort of element of clout. We even like flaunt it. That's right. Oh, I'm so busy. I just have so much to do. Like we kind of like martyrdom. That's exactly right. right? And then if we take any time off, or if we, God forbid, zone out on on a Netflix series for an entire Saturday, (laughs) we beat ourselves up like crazy. And we go, you're so lazy. Mm -hmm. You're so lazy. If if you call yourself lazy, you, you really need to be doing absolutely nothing with your life. Okay, lazy is when you are doing nothing. Lazy is not warranted for a day off or for time off or for a lazy evening if you've worked all damn day. That is not being lazy, okay? So we need to start changing the narrative around what is honorable and what is 
what we're labeling as lazy. Hmm. Absolutely ridiculous. So people who take care of themselves take better care of others. Number two, you teach people how to treat you by what you choose to tolerate. Amen. We've all heard that that phrase, right? You teach people how to treat you. I take it a step further and really believe that it's around what we choose to tolerate. Because a lot of times we'll get up our nerve and maybe we'll, we'll establish a boundary with a family member. But then we don't enforce it. Then they encroach on the boundary and they test you. Like, is Amy really serious about not coming to Thanksgiving? Or can I just say, hey, I need you to bring potatoes to Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, to get me kind of wrapped into, am I going to really toe the line there and say, no, I actually told you already I'm not coming to Thanksgiving? Or will I acquiesce and just go, okay, sure, I'll bring potatoes. Do you want sweet potatoes or mashed potatoes, right? Hmm. That is a piece of toleration. It's not just what you say. It's what you permit. It is what you allow. There's an amazing quote that I use all the time by a woman named Irma Kurtz. And she says, givers have to set limits because takers rarely do. Mm, I like that. In fact, I think both of us have known people in our lives who they are almost so brazen that it's almost impressive with what they request from you. (laughs) Like they know you're so stressed out and yet they're still like, hey, can I get a massage? Or it... You know, when people be like, oh, do you want to do my makeup? I'd be like, fuck no. Take some balls. I would rather pull both my eyeballs out than do your makeup. (laughs) (laughs) No, but obviously I don't have any problem saying no. But there are a ton of people out there who will just ask and ask and ask. And that's sort of their, their MO. And they aren't concerned if they're putting you out. Or it could just be a part of their own personality. And it's up to you to establish what you will and will not tolerate. Some people make your job harder than others. But here is one of the reasons why you need to honor self. You need to connect to what matters to you. And the way that you show up in all of those relationships and what you choose to tolerate, the things that you sweep under the rug, that is like saying that behavior is okay with me. Sure. Walk all over me. Or if you happen to be that person that everyone always turns to, my guess is because you always say yes or you very frequently say yes. Mm -hmm. That is on you, my friend. That is not their fault because they're guilt tripping you. Granted, they're responsible for their delivery, but you are responsible for your retort. So just because somebody else is kind of pushy or guilt trippy, that does not mean that you get a free pass to just do whatever they want because they've made your job hard. No, 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 no. That is your challenge. This is the task because my guess is that those people, the boss who's always asking you to do stuff, the the school mom who's always asking you to come volunteer for the PTA, all of those people think that you are going to follow through because you're the yes man or the totally girl or the yes woman or whatever. And my guess is that you run off and bitch and complain about those people. Mm -hmm. Your shitty boss who puts too much stuff on you, that awful class mom who's always asking you to do stuff. All of those people that we bitch about are usually the ones we need to establish boundaries with, are usually the ones we need to be vocal with. In fact, I'm going to link to both a podcast on saying no and boundaries in the show notes. If those 
specific ways of of speaking up are really challenging for you, be sure to listen to those two episodes as well as they give a lot more quantifiable step-by-step of what it sounds like to establish a boundary. All right, so number one, people who take care of themselves take better care of others. You'll be a better partner, a better CEO, a better wife, husband, whatever it is parent. Number two, you teach people how to treat you by what you choose to tolerate. It's up to you to decide what you will and will not tolerate. Number three reason why you need to put self as a priority. People who take care of themselves are inspiring and fun to be around. One of the reasons why I'm always talking about speaking up for yourself but doing so with grace and kindness is because we have this notion that Selfish. Oh, it's such a bad word. If you take care of yourself, you're an asshole or you're a dick or you're being a bitch. Like, oh, you're so selfish. People used to give us shit all the time for not wanting kids. Oh, you're so selfish. And I'm like, I'm just doing what lights me up. Are you not doing the same thing by having kids? Mm -hmm. That seems to Mm -hmm. be like doing what you want. Is that not self-serving and a self-desire? Exactly. I, Everyone I've ever talked to who wants kids it's because of a fulfillment they want for them. It's not really, I want to bring good people into the world. That might be it. But it's because you have a burning desire to actually have a child. I always thought that selfish meant more that you're putting yourself in front of others and actually causing trouble for them. Causing harm. Or yeah. doing so in a malicious way or something. Right. Instead of just self-care. But I see what you're saying. I see that selfish can be kind of viewed in many different Well, it's also subjective, right? We use it as a slam, right? Mm -hmm. We use it as a diss. So for instance, my mom asking me to go to church and me saying, I actually find that really offensive and I would, it would mean a lot to me if you would respect my spiritual beliefs and no longer invite me to church and I'll just let you know if I'm ever interested. That may be viewed by her as being selfish. Right. And I get to go, Okay, if that's mm-hmm. what you want to label it, that's fine. Right. That is subjective, yeah. I'm going to look at it through the lens of I'm taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. 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 And what if you if you didn't quite catch that, the way in which I delivered that was not through an acrimonious or biting way. The way I delivered that was very soft. It was very kind. It was very loving. Yeah. So you're only being a dick. You're only being a bitch if you're actually being a bitch, if you're actually <laughs> being malicious, if you're saying things with bite or condescension or you're trying to hurt somebody or you're trying to make them feel like shit. Hmm. Most of the time when we're behaving from a place of self-care, it's simply that we are uncomfortable that somebody else wants something different from us got it and therefore they might label you as being selfish or not doing the the right thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right but here's the deal i've never once had somebody say to me as i've become so forthright and rigid and somewhat militant in just taking care of myself and not spending time doing shit I don't want to do, not entertaining relationships that are no longer serving me. I have not had anybody tell me like, you're such a bitch or you're so selfish and you're so that You say it with grace and kindness, right? Yes. That's kind of the point. I just always stand up for myself in a way that's like, oh, thank you so much for thinking of me. But you know what? I am so overloaded at the moment. I honestly cannot take on one more thing. I really hope you can understand. Sure. And people go, good for you. Yeah. 
because I've also started to nurture where I just, over the years, I, I don't have shitty people around me anymore because I've weaned myself off of ever tolerating people who don't support that. Yeah, right. And that's one of the most amazing things about personal development. At the very beginning, when you first get into it, it's really, really uncomfortable because you start to notice all the people in your life who walk all over you or who don't really respect you. And then you kind of go through the growing pains of gathering more like-minded people around you and you realize, oh, I don't have to put up with all that bullshit, Mm -hmm. right? So people who take care of themselves are inspiring and fun to be around. It's amazing to be married to somebody who champions that in me and vice versa. Aww. You know, yeah. if you take take some time off and you're beating yourself up, I remember when you were building your business out here, you were going through some ups and downs and feeling like, gosh, I should be so much more productive. And I would lean in and go, babe, you are allowed to take care of yourself. Yeah. You don't have to work seven days. You don't have to do seven days of activity to be working on your business. You're allowed to scale back. Thank you. you're welcome but same thing with my my best friend and i because we both come from this place of self-care is necessary taking care of yourself and whatever moniker we want to put on it is so paramount to our health that we don't ever think of guilt tripping one another or chastising each other for saying you know what i honestly can't take on one more thing or Mm -hmm declining when the other person is requesting things. So there's a lot of beauty to be had in modeling that for other people in your life. But again, underlining how you are communicating that, that you're actually doing that from a really loving, kind, soft cadence, that your inflection and your tone of voice is not sarcastic. Because essentially all of this, you guys, is null and void if you become passive aggressive, if your tone is biting then we're not behaving from a place of grace and kindness. So now you are being kind of dickish, right? right? Because at least from my perspective, I'm not proud of myself when I relay information that way. And I have to go back and clean it up. So again, really making sure that you are using that tool of grace and kindness. Number four reason why selfish is the new black is tending to yourself empowers your self-worth. A lot of times what we do, our choices of behavior, will either reinforce, well, it will straight up reinforce however we view ourselves. If you have this subconscious narrative that's not even, it might be conscious, but perhaps you think, oh, I could never offend that person, or I could never say no to them, or gosh, but nobody else will do it, or oh, I feel so bad, or oh, I feel so guilty, and da-da-da-da. And we think it's so noble. What's underneath all of that is there is this subconscious belief that everyone else's wants, opinions, and needs are more important than your needs. Hmm. If somebody else is in discomfort, that is wildly more important than if you're in discomfort. It is this place of, I would rather sacrifice me than risk that somebody else could be unhappy with a choice or a boundary or a saying no. It gets back to my point. Yeah. Exactly. That it really does come down to how you view yourself. People who genuinely have confidence and love who they are tend to have an easier time establishing boundaries. 
saying no. And then there's also a whole nother grouping of people who who use saying no and boundaries as armor. Mm-hmm. And so they do it all with a really biting tone because it feels like the only way they can take care of themselves is by being combative. So uh, what I'm saying is there there's another way. <laughs> there's a better way. There's a better way. There's got to be a better way. All right. So reasons why you need to tend to self. Number one, people who take care of themselves take better care of others. Number two, you teach people how to treat you by what you choose to tolerate. Number three, people who take care of themselves are inspiring and fun to be around. Number four, tending to self empowers your self-worth. Even if you have a shaky voice, even if you're waffling back and forth of, I don't want to say no, but you choose to, you can step beyond that and go, I'm proud of myself. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of myself. But that's a conscious choice because you can very easily go down that rabbit hole of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said no. I should go take it back. You have to stop Mm. and really reinforce positive self-talk around that and go, no, I am allowed to decide how I want to spend my time and effort. Taking care of myself does not mean I don't care about somebody else. That's very point. That's a great point. So you've got to watch the self-talk that follows your decision. But if you have those two things of acting in a way of I care about myself and then speaking to yourself in a way that says I care about myself, before you know it, you're in love with yourself, you've boundaried up, you're doing everything that you need to do, and you're attracting attracting other people who do the same thing. Yeah. That is one of the best benefits. All right. So Absolutely. N- number five, making decisions based on personal fulfillment feels way better than making decisions from guilt and fear. Yeah, right. A lot of times when we make decisions to make mom and dad happy or make the kids happy or make the spouse happy or boss or colleagues or whoever, a lot of times we are being motivated from a place of guilt and fear. What are they going to think about me? What if they find me out? What if this means I'm not a good person? Mm -hmm. What if they don't like me? What if they don't love me? What if they reject me? A lot of it comes down to very primitive, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that sense of needing to be to belong, to be a part of a community. Mm. It's very primitive. So we are now registering sort of in our reptilian brain, oh my gosh, if these people don't approve of me, if they don't accept me, then that must mean some sort of impending doom, right? It sounds so hyperbolic, but it's true. We actually on a you know, sort of that primitive man standpoint, we think we might die if we don't have love or acceptance. And although that's not true – that that fear and that guilt is still very, very real. It's still very much a part of how we operate. So the the fear is still incredibly palpable that if if I if they don't like me, if they don't approve me, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. and so that that really that's the people pleasing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That informs a lot of what we say or do. Or if we establish a boundary or say no, then we renege on it. We go, no, 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 no. Wait, let me, uh, let me take that back. Or just kidding. Let me see if I, you know what I've been thinking about it. Maybe I can make it work because we're plagued with this false sense of guilt. It's not guilt unless you actually did something wrong according to you. But we allow this like responsibility for everybody else's feelings. I may. Yeah. When it comes to this, 
selfish thing. A lot of times when, when I'm making that decision of whether I want to commit to something for someone or not, I look to see if it's fulfilling for me as well. Like, it would it be fulfilling for me to help this person? Mm-hmm. You know, would, would it give me a sense of, of feeling good about myself that I gave it? Right. I gave that time. And there's people that are very gracious and kind and uh, very receiving of that energy. And they foster you wanting to give more. Right. right. And then there's people that just, like you say, just, you know, takers have no boundaries. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that you start going, that doesn't really fulfill me because, you know, I'm not getting anything back from that person. They just keep taking. Right. Right. Well, and I, I think you you brought up such a great point. I'm so glad that you you said that because I, what I'm what I'm not talking about is an all or nothing. Like I either always put myself first or I always put somebody else first. Yeah, that that is not what I'm saying. Absolutely. I'm talking about being conscious about what you're choosing in each decision. Yes, because there are times when. I do choose somebody else because it's not a big deal for me in that moment or because it is mutually fulfilling because I want to be that wife or I want to be that best friend for sure. somebody. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not saying that we're going to flip it, you know, 180 degrees and it's all or nothing. No, 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 no. But what I would say is especially for my audience, by and large the struggle is to actually put yourself first ever. Right, right. Because the ratio is so ridiculously skewed. So skewed, yeah. So that's what I'm talking about is starting to acknowledge the cost of some of your decisions. Spoiler alert, if you are overwhelmed, stressed out, it's likely that you are saying yes to some things that are a detriment to your health and your well-being. And it's not sustainable. Yeah. So I think that is really the challenge is to start looking at each and every scenario. So for instance, there might be somebody asks me to do a volunteer event. It might fall during a week that I know if I add one more thing to my plate, there is just no way. So I would have to decline and Mm -hmm. say, thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm really going to need to decline this time around, but please keep me in mind for the future. The next time they might hit me up during a time when I have great amount of time and I would love to be a part of it. And so yes, for sure, I'll I'll be there. It's really acknowledging how depleted is my bucket because you cannot give your overspill, you know, to anyone if your bucket is empty. That's right. Right? All right. So making decisions based off of personal fulfillment feels way better than making decisions from guilt and fear. And you start, what happens then is you remove the other person from the scenario and you can start looking at, okay, whether or not they're giving me a guilt trip, whether or not I feel concern or empathy for their plight, what do I need to do to take care of Amy? Sometimes, to your point, Mr. Smith, it is it is to be of service because that really does feel incredibly fulfilling in the moment. Sometimes it's to decline with grace and kindness. Sometimes it's a boundary. Sometimes it's a limit. It is, sure, you know what? I would love to help you move, but I know for my own sanity, I have to be done by noon. Something like that. Yeah. Where you can sort of have a counter offer to something. 
And then I wanted to throw in a bonus one for parents out there. A sixth reason why it's important to show that you care about yourself. And that is your children will learn from what you do and say. They will learn from your example. So be very conscious and vigilant about what you are modeling for your children. I'll give you a personal example from my own life. I saw massive amounts of self-sacrifice from my mom and dad, and it was one of the reasons why I became so incredibly adamant that I didn't want to have children because I grew up in a family where, you know, there was a lot of loss of identity specifically from my mom in having kids. And I went, that sort of example that I see, and it was never told to me, like, you have to have kids or don't ever have. There was no messaging about it. It was just kind of like, oh, when you grow up and have kids kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't that there, it was being pushed on my throat or anything like that. It was what was modeled. And I kind of went, okay, if that's the deal, if that's what, you know, motherhood looks like, no, thank you. Like, I'm not interested in not knowing who I am, of only going to soccer practices, of not being able to go to Hawaii because you have to buy braces for the kids. Like, that was just not something I was interested in. Now, that's a different scenario than what we're talking about here. But what I want to underline here is it's not necessarily about what you say, right? Like, I've explained to you guys many times that the dogma and what I was raised with I was told a very specific thing all the time, right? But what I paid attention to was what was modeled. What was the behavior? What did I see my parents do? Did they get really frustrated and overwhelmed because they were overworked? Those are the things that I want you to be conscious about because we think that a lot of times when we have these really heartfelt moments and these amazing one-on-ones with our kids and we share, you know, this really profound wisdom that that's going to be enough. I think it's huge. I think it's imperative, yes. But I do think that they will see all of those emotional responses that you have. So if you come home and you're biting and you are you don't have time for them because you're so stressed out about your job or they see how you handle things with your your parents. Yeah. They know that you you're pissed at grandma for something but you never speak up. They will see that behavior. They will understand that. They are far more astute than we give them credit for. So that's a little bonus for the parents. And that can be one of the biggest motivators in recognizing that you need to cater to self a little bit more is I want my kids to know it's okay to take care of themselves. I want my kids to know that they can establish boundaries, that they can say no. Absolutely. Part of good parenting. Right. Yeah. From us (laughs) non-parents. Right. (laughs) All right. So quick little recap. Five reasons why selfish is the new black. Number one, people who take care of themselves take better care of others. Number two, you teach people how to treat you by what you choose to tolerate. Number three, people who take care of themselves are inspiring and fun to be around. Number four, Tending to self empowers your self-worth. Number five, making decisions based on personal fulfillment feels a shit ton better than making decisions based off of guilt and fear. And then a bonus for my parents out there, your children will learn from what you do and say from your example and what you are modeling. Nice. Any final thoughts you wanted to throw in this space? Hmm... No, I think you've covered it pretty well. Nice. Good. 
Cool. Good work. Good work, babe. Well, thank you for hanging out on the pod with the audience, and I'm hoping that this has been really helpful for you guys. Again, over in the After Hours community, we'll talk about the biggest takeaways. I'd love to hear what came up for you around this particular episode. Again, you can just cruise over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club and join the party. We always give shout outs to new members and uh, find out little fun facts about everybody. So come hang out. It should be a blast. And just a little teaser, next week you will be hearing about a new freebie. Uh-oh. Yep, been working on some stuff behind the scenes. So stay tuned. Next week, it'll be Landon right here on the pod. And I think that's it for now. So we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. <laughs>